Hey guys, welcome back. Um, I did not know if I was going to record another episode on this topic because I feel like I've talked about it a lot, but um, really right now marks like two years since this all officially started and probably about three to four years, maybe even five years since like it began and I am just gonna talk about pretty much how I have recovered successfully and how I did that and kind of summarizing up my journey with um battling an eating disorder so yeah that's what we're talking about today (laughs) And before I get into it, I just wanted to say, um, really the main reason why I'm recording this episode, I look at the stats of previous episodes I've made, and literally the one episode I have that has the most listens to it is the first episode I made about body dysmorphia. And I'm pretty sure in that episode, I mean, it's been a while since I've recorded it, But in that episode, I talked about my struggles with body dysmorphia and how that kind of led me to being consumed into an eating disorder. And yeah, I mean, it sucks. Anybody that goes through this knows that. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to touch back on that today because that episode is still getting a lot of views every single day somebody's listening to it so you know I know that I'm not the only one going through something like this or somebody who has gone through something like this so for those that are still going through um some type of disorder or just I don't know like if you're having a bad mental state about yourself, then this episode's for you, and I hope it helps because I have found a way out of that very dark tunnel, so I hope you do too. Um, but yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know, um, I was anorexic um, pretty bad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say severe, but like... <laughs> When I remind myself of the things I did, I guess you could say it was pretty severe. Um, Basically, the entire mindset started around freshman, no, sophomore year, because that's when I started weightlifting at my high school, and I was weightlifting, I was playing travel soccer, school soccer, and training and working out on my own, and I was like, okay, I'm working out you know, this much every single day, why aren't I getting skinnier? And I was like, well, if it's, like, I can't eat more because then I'm going to gain weight, so I might as well eat less. So that's how the mindset started, and it would, like, vary from day to day on how much I ate. I would not consider myself to have been anorexic in this time, Um, for me, the timeline started my senior year of high school, or no, it was when COVID started, it was, 
my junior summer, the summer of junior year, and, um, yeah, I got my wisdom teeth out that summer in July, and I was actually looking forward to getting my wisdom teeth out because I knew that you would lose a lot of weight because you can't eat because you literally cannot eat, like, there's stitches in your mouth, like, you have to eat liquids, and, you know, because of that, you're losing weight, and I was so excited. I literally, before the surgery actually took place, I was already eating less. I was preparing myself. I was finding a bunch of food that I could eat while I was recovering that was super low calorie and, like, easy to eat, and I was pretty much living off of these, like, mush containers which is like overnight oats and after the surgery and once I started recovering I ended up getting an infection on my upper mainly it was like my upper and lower extraction site but it was mainly my upper extraction site and so that put me down for another two weeks so I was pretty much out for a month when it came to like eating um, I wasn't working out, I was literally a couch potato, but I had lost so much weight, and literally if you look at pictures of me, I'm so much skinnier, I lost a lot of muscle, but also a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of fat, I would say mainly muscle because I am a muscular person when it comes to my legs, and um, I lost a lot of that because obviously I wasn't using my muscles, I was just sitting there and not eating anything. And once the infection started to go away and I started to recover, I was still living off of these mush things. And I think they're about 150 calories each. And so I would literally have like a mush and a banana for breakfast, a mush for lunch, and a mush for dinner. <laughs> like my diet was so bad. And if I didn't have a mush for lunch, then maybe I had a Belvita with some oat milk, like, I, or rice cakes, like, it was on a very restricted low-calorie diet, and this was after I recovered, and this continued for another, oh my gosh, like, a month or so, like, literally, I got so used to eating these mush things that every time we started to run out, I would freak out, I would tell my mom or my dad, we need to get more mush, we need to get more mush, like, I don't, I don't know what to eat, like, I would freak out, um, because I had the schedule, like, I would eat at a certain time, and when you're doing this, I mean, if you're listening and you've gone through something like this, you know, like, um, I was, <laughs> I was starving the entire day, literally, I would eat breakfast, and I mean, 150 calorie oat thing with a fucking banana, and I would probably wait four to five hours in between each. It's not even a meal, but for me, it was my meal, and I would, I would go out by the pool. We have a pool in our backyard, and tan and swim, and sometimes I couldn't get up from the pool chair, because you know the sun is beating on you. You're, you know. I don't know, it's making me tired, and obviously I didn't have food in me, and I would just have to sit there for a little bit and, like, gain consciousness, and as I would walk from my pool back to my house, I would, like, lose my vision, 
I would get dizzy, but I would tell myself, like, Stella, you have to walk to the door, like, you know, um, like, nobody can see you faint or whatever, and then I would walk inside the house and go collapse on the couch. Thankfully, nobody was inside when stuff like this would happen. Like, I was very smart with what I did. I didn't want anybody to know, and, um, I don't know if that's smart, actually, because I could have got help, but whatever. (laughs) Um, I would go, I literally, I remember this actually very vividly. One time specifically, I was just laying on the couch and my stomach hurt so bad because I was, I mean, that was probably like two hours after I ate my little mush and I was starving and I was laying there half on the couch, half on the floor, and I was like, I remember thinking, I was like, why am I doing this to myself, and, and then I was just like, you know, I have to be skinny, I have to push through, it's all gonna be worth it, let me tell you, it was not worth it, I fucked up my body, I fucked up my mind, it took me months even after I thought I was starting to progress and recover I fell back into another cycle and it got really bad um there were some days where the most I ate was 400-500 calories um if I ate close to six or seven hundred then I would um what's the word I would um punish myself by forcing myself to eat like a hundred calories less the next day meanwhile I'm also working out at the same time in training and your body can't recover from training I mean I I just I was tearing myself apart literally like some of the things in my body were not working the way they should I was I was like killing myself (laughs) um literally and one day I just decided that I couldn't do it anymore Um, I don't know, you kind of hit a point where it's like, you know, you feel like you're, like, breaking, like, you're just piecing away, like, you're chipping yourself away piece by piece, and I couldn't do it anymore, I followed this person on Instagram who was a fitness girl, and she was saying how she was helping some of her clients with, like, meal plans and workouts, and how, you know, the best thing is, like, to increase your daily intake of food by, like, 100 calories a day until you're back to, like, a normal calorie intake, and so that's what I did, and I was doing that, and then I went through this stage where I was overeating because I was starving myself for so long that I just wanted to eat and eat, and that, I mean, I wouldn't say it went on for a while, but there's stages when you're recovering, and I went through a few, (laughs) and, um, and I'm here now, and I'm recovered. I wouldn't say 100%, I'd say, like, 99.9%, but that's only because I don't think you ever fully recover mentally. I think that there's always a part of you that, you know, you either remember something from the moment that you're going through this or, you know, you maybe don't wake up 
skinny enough one day and you're just like, oh, maybe if I just skip breakfast or like don't eat a lot today. But I have like programmed myself like this last summer I was in Croatia with my best friend and he knows everything that's happened and he's and all of my close friends have like they know everything I don't really talk about this with people but like on my podcast like here I'll talk about it because who knows who knows who needs it who knows who needs to listen to it um and I wish I had somebody to kind of relate to but I didn't want to look weak and I didn't I don't know I just kept it to myself I'm a very private person I guess in that sense so yeah but um I went to Croatia and I mean you can't say no to food in Croatia it's literally amazing and I ate and I had so much fun I worked out and one thing I love working out and I knew that you know, I had to find the right balance between eating right, eating the right foods, the right amount of foods, and working out so that I can not only recover, but also still try to maintain my goals of being lean and, you know, having muscle definition without starving myself. And it's very hard for somebody who doesn't have a super fast metabolism. <laughs> Like, my brother's literally a stick with abs, and I'm so jealous. I don't know where that went when I was born, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, I it took me, like, Croatia helped me recover a lot because you're just surrounded by amazing food, and you don't want to turn it down. And And then I started programming my mind that, like, whenever I would feel hungry, I would tell my mom, okay, we're eating. And if we didn't eat, then I would literally have ice cream for lunch in Croatia. Like, not joking, like, two or three scoops. Maybe that's not the best thing to do, but, like, I I didn't want myself to be hungry. Because, like, when you're walking all day and visiting, like, you know historic sites and hiking or whatever like you get hungry and I was like I'm not gonna sit here and starve because it's like it's kind of like PTSD like for your body when you feel hungry again you remember how it felt but like obviously it felt worse back then because like you weren't only starving but you were starving on like 100 and so every time now that I get hungry I eat something But the best thing that I can recommend to anybody is finding a routine. And I have a meal routine and it helps me so much because it also helps me plan out my day. Um, Like, I don't know, routines have helped me a lot actually in college, especially with food. I would wake up, eat breakfast, go to class, work out, eat lunch, do homework, eat dinner. That was my day-to-day, and I don't remember half of my days because they were the exact same. So, um, yeah, for anybody who's struggling with recovery, research healthy foods, research, I mean, find different meals and recipes of foods that you like, foods that have really good nutrition, like maybe some grilled salmon, grilled chicken, a piece of toast with avocado, some rice, or scrambled eggs with spinach and kale, like, 
you need to make sure you're getting your protein in, some good fatty acids, some good carbs, some good sugars, natural sugars, not processed sugars, and um, vegetables, very important. And really just, you want a good variety and a clean plate. And um, having a routine of eating, it might not, it doesn't have to be the same foods, but like just maybe a time that you eat every single day. Because that is what I did when I was going through my eating disorder. I had a routine, a time where I would eat my food, and it wasn't a lot of food, but um, obviously, but now I still have the same eating, like, not the same, but, like, you get what I mean, like, I have the same, like, concept of, like, I have a meal routine of, like, when I eat my breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and, you know, I can kind of plan out, like, what I want to eat, like, if I want to make chia seed pudding for the next morning, like, just do what's best for you, and do what's easiest for you, and what's healthiest for you, because, when you're recovering, it's very hard. It's so hard. And like I said, that mindset never really goes away. Um, but it does get better. I know that. It it gets a lot better. Um, there was a point when I never thought that I would recover and that the only option was for me to eat even less food. And thank God I did not go down that path because I don't know if I would be here today. But... Um, yeah, just don't fall into that hole, like, you don't have to be skinny, and that's something that I have, I have, like, tried and tried to, like, come to terms with, is that I don't have to be skinny, I don't have to be a supermodel, I'm not Bella Hadid, like, I'm fucking 5'4", 5'5", like, I don't have to be skinny to be perfect, and I'm not fat either. I mean, I have muscle. I've always been athletic. And that's just how I'm built. Like, there's nothing else I can do about that. So, kind of coming to terms with your genetics. Because a lot of this is genetics, you know. You look a certain way. And at some point, you can't go lower than a certain body look for yourself. Like, there is a limit to what you can do healthily and once you pass that it's you know you're pushing the limits on your body and your mental state so coming to terms with you don't have to be skinny and you know I'm beautiful the way I am this is how I'm built genetically like pretty much just finding the best fit for you and having that schedule of a solid meal three times a day if you want a snack find a healthy snack but just kind of like that girl what she did for me just upping your calorie intake 100 calories a day until you're at least at 1500 calories a day because that's literally what babies live off of I think is what I read somewhere or it's like 1200 calories but like if a baby's eating more than you then something's wrong so um, yeah, just, for anybody who needs this, don't give up, I didn't give up, 
and I'm very happy right now. Um, and yeah, it's not the end of the world if you're not skinny. It's really not. There's somebody who's going to love you, and you have family and friends, and just don't, don't succumb to those social standards, because mentally, I think I was worse than I was physically, but they were both pretty bad, so... I mean, I get it. <laughs> it's hard. I was down that road, but it does get better. And yeah, just don't hurt yourself. Um, but I'm at the 20 mark, guys. 20 minute mark. Um, if you stayed this long, thanks for listening. It's honestly kind of hard to talk about this. Every once in a while, I'll think about it, and I've thought about recording an episode this summer about this, since it is near that timeline, so officially, I guess this is two years since everything started, and I've been down some crazy paths with it, but yeah, I'm... I'm doing good, so I'm very happy with where I am right now with my health. So, yeah. Um, I hope my advice helps. And always know that there are medical professionals that can help you. I ignored that because I'm very stubborn and I think I can do everything by myself. I mean, thankfully I did, but it probably took longer than it would have with medical help. And I hid it from my family and friends, so... Please reach out to others if you're doing this. Um, You're not alone. And yeah, it's going to be okay. So thank you for listening. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.